Hello and welcome everyone. It's the week of Valentine's and that means it's time yet again for another episode of Singles Week. Today uh, is a duo episode. I am joined today by Just Phoenix. Hello. It's just me this time. Nobody else. I've been recalled from the void. Everybody's uh, trapped in the, the, the university dimension uh, dealing with the nasty homework demons. So it's just us um, to bring you the, the fresh content today. So yeah, what are we reading today, Serge? What we're reading today is something I found five minutes ago, as, as most of these episodes tend to go. Uh, this is a bouquet of Homestuck by the Apprehensive Writer. Uh, it was published February 12, 2016. This is from DeviantArt. We've never read anything uh, from DeviantArt before, so first time for everything. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I'm <clears throat> here to be a pioneer. You can read the white bolded text, and I will read the, the, the narration, I guess. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Bouquet of Homestuck. Intro. A young woman sits on the couch in her living room. It just so happens that today is February the 14th. Yes, a cursed day that plagues her being. Valentine's Day. Oh, we're right at home at the, 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 the theme of the, the week. Though today is not her birthday, it is today that she will be given a name. What will her name be? Enter name. Ninnyhammer Mumphis. She has no idea what those words mean, but she finds them highly insulting anyway. Try again, jerk. Try again. You enter your name. <gasps> we need to come up with a female name, as we usually do for these. Hmm. I forget. How, how, how do you make names for D&D characters again? You just take a random food item and then... Oh, yeah. uh, it's... It's... Uh, it's uh... It's like random female name and the random object, like Cleopatra Dirtbike. <laughs> How about Bethany Popcorn? Because Beth there's a Bethany yep. Popcorn. I like it. Yeah, I just have a fucking huge ass bag of popcorn right here. All right, Bethany Popcorn. It is. That's more like it. As previously mentioned, your name is Bethany Popcorn. You are currently wallowing in boredom waiting for your guardian to come home from work so you can complain about your life to someone. You're watching Attack on Titan, one of your all-time favorite anime, right next to Hitalia and Quit Judging. What is love? And faint sobbing can be heard in the background. As Destiny would have it, you are all alone on Valentine's Day, the day of love. Fun. Your interests include many different fandoms, reading fan fiction, attempting to write it, occasionally dabbling in the arts, and hopelessly wishing you could live in the world of fiction. Amen. What will you do? Stop this wallowing nonsense at once. Despite the hypothetical voice telling you to stop, you realize with some disconcertment that there's literally nothing you want to do instead. I don't know, write something. You said you liked writing. You frown. You said you like to attempting to write. Plus, you already did some of that earlier. You didn't get very far. Then draw. Jesus. While you respect religious figures, you haven't contemplated drawing one. Again, you already drew something earlier. Your attempts at drawing, at the very least, came out better than your writing efforts. You drew your favorite character from a webcomic called Homestuck. Maybe this hypothetical voice has heard of it before. Do something. Anything. Sing. Do that. 
you glare at the hypothetical voice. Remember how What is Love was playing in the background earlier? That was your voice. Before the hypothetical voice telling you to do things uh, you've already done can get frustrated enough to leave you to your sad self, there's a loud knock at the door. You jolt, your gaze being abruptly torn from the TV to the door. What the heck? You think? You weren't expecting your guardian home so early. If it even is them, you manage to pull yourself up and out of your despair, not bothering to check how you look before you get to the door. Luckily enough for you, you weren't dressed too badly. A pair of comfy shorts hang from your hips, and a band t-shirt covers your torso. Your hair is messy, but that's usually how it is anyway. You don't bother looking out the window to see who's there either. If someone's trying to kidnap you, then well, what are you going to do about it? Even if you check and ignore the door because they look weird, they can still break in. Either way, you're screwed. Sometimes you wonder what's wrong with your thought process, but it doesn't seem to matter much. You reach the door, unlock it, twist the door handle, and open it. The first thing that meets your eyes is the lovely bouquet of vibrantly colored flowers. As for the second thing, or rather person, you literally can't believe your eyes. You thought they were fictional. The source of your shock, in front of you standing the one and only... Mr. Check the Description. What a big fucking twist. This is big chad uh author's note i decided to do a little quest series for valentine's day please don't kill me the story is pretty much an account of two things a what i'm doing right now b what i wish would happen to me all right requests officially closed i'll start posting the stories and links to them below gradually so far they have done solix captor carcat vantis and roxy lalonde uh disclaimer i don't own the image homestock and all characters excluding yourself belong to andrew hussey the story belongs to me I don't see fat. I, I don't see fat Mexican Vriska on this list. <laughs> Shit, not even regular Vriska is on this list. They're one and the same. What do you mean? <laughs> oh wait, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't brought up fat Mexican Vriska more. I feel like 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 that kind of started during that Homestuck episode we did, and then we've just never brought it up again. <laughs> It's like a fucking Loch Ness monster. Which one we doing first, Surge? I guess we'll hit we'll hit Roxy first. Why not? All right, Bouquet of Homestuck, Roxy Lalonde, X Reader. In front of you is standing the one, the only Roxy Lalonde. Surprisingly enough, with bright pink flowers instead of alcohol in her hand. Despite that little shocker, you still can't get over the fact that she's actually standing in front of you. She's your favorite female character from Homestuck, because let's face it, she's absolutely fabulous. You shake your head in dis- slightly a disbelief, eyes still wide, and she smiles at you, winking. Would you like to play Roxy? Bet you weren't expecting to see me here today, were you? She asks. You shake your head and she laughs. Oh. Well, I was pretty bored. Since it was good old V-Day, I thought I'd get drunk like usual, but Ducky stashed it all away. At the last revelation, she frowns, looking off to the side. He can be such a pushover sometimes. Then again, I don't know what it's like to have a stick shoved up my asterisk SS every day or so. She snorts. (laughs) You laugh. You decide to let this whole oh my god she wasn't fictional thing slide it seems as though she knows you anyway and you don't want to pass this opportunity up you step to the side smiling well oh yeah well you've come to the right place i was going to have my guardian come over today but i think i can give them the slip for you 
who who calls their parent their guardian Ah, uh, yes, I remember my love for my legal guardian as they would prepare me uh, the lunch for my uh, learning institute. That sounds like like a derogatory thing a rebellious teen would call their step-parent. It's like, uh, okay, mom and legal guardian. <laughs> uh, you say, winking at her. Her bright pink eyes light up at your words and she hugs you, squealing. Yes, Bethany Buttercup, you're the best. Oh, here, these flowers are for you. We can spend Valentine's together and get drunk our asterisks. She says excitedly, holding the vibrant pink flowers out, and you chuckle, taking them from her grasp. Thank you, and sure, why not? I've got some movies we could watch, too. Let's make the best of this crappy holiday. Right, who needs some lame dudes when you got an attractive femmes up in this biatch? She asks rhetorically, and you snort, leading her inside. Make yourself at home. I'm gonna go get the alcohol and popcorn. I, I doubt that's a very good combination, but honestly, I don't give a fuck right now, you said, leaving her to plop onto your couch. Ooh, can I pick the movies? Please? She drags out, begging. You begin popping the popcorn after having found the vodka. Yeah, sure. You give your consent, smiling, and she squeals, grabbing the remote to exit out of the Attack on Titan you had been watching. You empty the popcorn bags, you microwave into a big bowl, grab the vodka, and make your way into the living room, where Roxy already has the first movie playing. You smile. (coughs) Hey, Rox, thank you for keeping me company today. I was pretty lonely before you showed up, you say, watching her make an immediate grab for the alcohol. She grins, opening the bottle and taking a swig. No problem, Bethany Popcorn. Us girlies gotta stick together on days like these, am I right? She asks, and you nod. For a while, everything is pretty coherent and fun. The both of you laugh and yell at that movie, which just so happens to be in the romance genre. You liked being able to make fun of the thing that you're not able to have, especially with her. It makes the both of you feel tons better. Eventually, the two of you tire watching and making fun of movies, and you stay up late talking about a multitude of things, mostly about each other's feelings and lies, and of course, completely drunk. Yeah, no, uh, truthfully, I really think Dickus gets really tired of my jeez. He barely is able to handle me. Guess it's my fault for being like this all the time. She sounds like she just stepped out of Dave Stadider, Pokemon trainer. <laughs> Dave Stadider. She slurs, gesturing wildly to herself with her to herself with clouded eyes. You frown, your drunken self concerned and wanting to console your poor friend. No, Roxy, you never get drunk like this anymore. Solve for his dumbass's sake. Two, you allowed to have fun once in a while, you know? You trail off incoherently, and she smiles, hugging you tightly. Shit, I lost my position. I guess. I guess you're right. Tanks, Bettany Popcorn. She exclaims, giggling. You smile, catching her contagious laughter. I know I am, girl. And with that, the two of you proceed to have the best Valentine's Day and night ever, without any guys whatsoever. Until the next day, anyway.
You wake to a loud banging and yelling outside of your door. A very, very bad hangover. Roxy seemingly isn't at all phased by the booming voice outside, but is one you know all too well. And with that comes the knowledge that you won't be able to ignore it. You groan, pulling yourself up to your feet begrudgingly and trudging to the door. When you open it, you are met with the very pissed off face of Carcat Vantis. <clears throat> I'll take this one. Finally, after fucking ten years, Bethany Popcorn decides to open the door. God damn. Do you see us? Dave and I have human children now. That's how long it took f for you to get your shit together and open the f 2016. This was after the epilogues, wasn't it? Y Holy shit, it was. Did Dave and Carcat get together in the the original comic or was that an epilogues thing uh, that was epilogues yeah it sounds like it it was made canon in the epilogue or dubiously canon in the epilogues but... or like non-canon yeah all right uh he begins with his usual rant but you quickly cut him off with a deadly glare Carcat, I get it. Unfortunately, I'm not in the mood to deal with your sh today. So I think I'll be just asking Dave what the hell you guys are doing at my apartment. Oh, so very early in the f morning. The sky isn't even blue yet, you holes. You seethe, clenching your fist, taking Carcat aback. You usually don't have a problem with him, but you have a killer headache and his voice is in no way soothing. You look at Dave and raise an eyes expectantly. He smirks, understanding immediately that you just want him to get to the point. I'll be, I'll be Dave. Well, Dirk went off on a fucking rampage after finding Roxy missing, especially after he confiscated all the alcohol. He sent us on a whole scavenger hunt to find her before she found some. He pauses, his smirk widening as he looks past you and sees Roxy snoring on your couch. But it looks like we're a bit too late, huh? He rhetorically asks. He's definitely more easygoing than Carcat about the whole matter, and his voice goes lighter on your head. You smile, looking back at Roxy. Yeah, we had a crazy night. It was fun, you say. As if on cue, Roxy practically, practically snorts herself awake, rolling over unceremoniously and falling off the couch and onto the uh, floor with a thud. She hisses in pain and grips her head with her right hand, and you laugh, at which she looks up. Uh, Bethany Popcorn, what's going on? She asks in sleepy confusion. You step to the side to reveal Carcat, who wastes no time in glaring at Roxy and Dave. You! Do you have any idea how long we've been looking for you? Do you realize how long I had to deal with this asshole, Roxy? Nine fucking hours! Carcat yells, making Roxy wince guiltily. She gives him a sheepish smile, rubbing the back of her neck. Uh, sorry? She hesitantly apologizes, and Carcat gets even angrier, if that's even possible. He makes a frustrated sound and whirls around, walking away from the threshold to throw his tantrum where nobody can see him. Dave walks over to Roxy and helps her up, explaining the whole deal with Dirk. She sighs. <clears throat> he really shouldn't be wearing his ironic little head. I was fine with... Oh, no, wait. Oh. The, the, this? The, this is Roxy. Okay. <clears throat> He really shouldn't be worrying about his ironic little head. I was fine with Bethany Popcorn. We, we had a great time living up in the Popcorn Residence. 
she says grimly, but grabs her things and follows Dave out of your apartment. You smile and lean against the doorframe, waving goodbye and calling out to Roxy. Maybe we should make Dirk worry more often. It's fun. You say, and she turns back around, and you both laugh. She runs over and hugs you a final time before Carcat impatiently tells her to Hurry that hell up. I need my sleep wit. Aye, aye, calm your tatas, Carcalicious, he says in annoyance to said troll, who is now raging <laughs> over the fucking ridiculous nickname, all the while asking what tatas are. You both decide to leave the batter- matter for another time as Roxy pulls away from the hug to finally leave. She winks at you. By the way, Beth. Oh, sorry, is you. By the way, Bethany Popcorn, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, requested by, uh, this user is named, uh, katecliff.deviantart.com. Wow, I'm so sorry. This is, I keep making the worst chapters when I force myself, even though I don't have time. I didn't want to keep you guys waiting for another week, so I decided to finish what I had done. I'm sorry, I'm really no good at this. Oh, that's, uh, that's very self-defeating, apprehensive writer. I guess that's why you're apprehensive. I thought this was fine. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Yeah, it was. It was. It was alright. It was all right. I thought it was pretty cute. Just insert and Roxy just hanging out. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I mean, the, the whole like, I I feel I feel like the, the, this this is especially the week where we really like to tear apart like garbage romance fix that we find on these various websites. But this this was this was fine. Nothing to write home about, but it was pretty solid. There wasn't any typos. Prose was good. Nothing I can really complain about. Not any, not any accidental typos. Uh, let's take the car cat one next. My favorite. You got it pulled up, or let me know when you got yep. it pulled up. All right, a bouquet I'm of homestock. Carcat Vantis X Reader. In front of you is standing the one and only. Car Cat Vantis, holding vibrant, almost blood-red flowers. You blush, obviously. Those yours couldn't compare to his. He looks as though he's trying to hide behind them. His dark eyebrows pulled together in the characteristic scowl you've seen so many times. There is a moment of silence, filled with mostly with mostly with your disbelief, pondering whether or not you are hallucinating. You realize that you realize you're not when he huffs loudly. Thrusting the flowers into your hands, you blink, still staring at him. He glares. What? Bethany Popcorn, were you just going to have me stand here the entire day waiting for you to take them? I bought them for you, you worthless human. Yes, they cost me your revolting human f***ing money. I swear, if they wilt, I'm going to... You cut him off, smiling. Thank you, Car Cat, you say, deciding to go with it. It appears, though, he knows you, even though you're sure he didn't exist five seconds ago. He stares at you for a moment, his eyes wide. With what looks like surprise, he blushed, looks looking off to the side with an embarrassed scowl. Are you going to let me in, or what? He asks, and you laugh silently, stepping to the side as he enters, growling. What are you even doing here, car cat? You ask, closing the door behind him, walking into your kitchen so you can find a vase and put the beautiful flowers into it. A certain someone told me I should come and annoy you with my presence, so I took his advice, no matter how shitty it may be. He mutters the last part, just loud enough for you to hear, and you laugh as you cut the stems of the flowers to make them short enough to fit into the paired vase. 
Well, maybe I should thank him for sending you. I was bored anyway, so I'm glad to have someone here to annoy me with their presence. You say as you slip the flowers into the clear vase and fix them up a bit. You set the vase on the counter and peer at a grumbling car cat from the opening between the cabinets and the side counter. He looks at you the... He looks like you thought thought he would. Black, messy hair, nubby horns, pale gray skin, blood red eyes with dark circles tracing them, inadvertently giving away his sleep deprivation. His clothes also show how you expect him to be. Black long sleeve shirt with the gray cancer symbol carefully stitched onto the front. Gray jeans and black worn looking sneakers. A bit more urbanized, sure, but definitely expected. He catches your gaze and blushes a dark red. What? You're just gonna fucking stare at me all day or come over and talk to me? He asks, you giggle slightly and leave your spot in the kitchen to pay him some attention. Little do you know that this is but the beginning of an internal war for Carcat. After talking to him a bit more, you decide to put on a random rom-com, instead of the gruesome attack on Titan you've been previously watching. You let Carcat you know Carcat likes them anyway. No one can blame you for wanting to make him less irritated, as comfortable as possible. As some time watching it together, he suddenly turns to you, a red blush on his face. He almost looks concerned, but you don't know why until he speaks. Does your left eye hurt? Because you've been looking right since I got here. <clears throat> he trails off, and your eyes widen. Have I really been doing that? My left eye doesn't hurt anything, but still, you say, kind of worried for yourself. You have no idea that at that moment he's mentally berating himself for actually using such a bad pickup line. What is he thinking anyway? Just because Dave gave him some to use, I mean, he actually should. Oh, but it doesn't stop there. Uh, no, that's not what I... <laughs> Oh, whatever. Just keep watching the fucking movie. I'm sure you're fine. He grumbles, and you give him a confused look. Uh, oh, well, uh, okay. You agree, turning your attention back to the movie, trying to forget about how weird that was. Are you missing something? Is there something that you should know about? You shake your head dismissively. Surely not. But then a couple minutes later, he turns to you again with nearly the same expression. This time, he's mostly blushing, looking away from you. You look pretty damn cold, Bethany Popcorn. I want to use me as one of those shitty human blankets. He asks, you blink. Well, I'm not actually very cold. If you are, though, I have some blankets in that closet over there, assuming you need one. You answer, pointing back to the closet located in the hallway. He groans, shaking his head, his blush worsening. Uh, no, no, I'm I, I'm fine. Fuck Strider and all of his stupid... He trails off, muttering incoherently before glancing at you nervously and then looking away at, again, back at the TV. You hesitantly follow his lead, saying nothing more about the once again confusing event that just took place. You're really starting to wonder if you're not catching on to something. You've never been the best at that. Meanwhile, Carcat decides he'll try one more time. He figures he might as well try to gather what courage and pride he has left and throw it carelessly out the window. He turns to you for a final time, more nervous than the last two. If I could rearrange the stupid fucking human alphabet, I'd put you and I together. He says, frowning, you blink again, and then look at him inquisitively. Why? <laughs> he groans, burying his face into his hands. Never mind, I'm so fucking done. God damn it, I knew this was going to be a fucking bad idea. He mumbles. Suddenly, you realize what he had been trying to do. You have been looking right since I got here. When we use one of the shit and look at it, I put you and I together. You can internally cringe at your own oblivious nature and hug Carcat from the side. Ugh, I'm so sorry. I'm really bad at recognizing pickup lines. 
You apologize. His body stiffens at the unexpected content. He looks at you, eyes wide and face flushed. Oh, wait, so, so you get what I was trying to say? He asks, hopefully. You smile and nod, kissing his cheek lightly. Yeah, I get it, Carcat. I like you too, you admit, blushing slightly. He grins happily and kisses you roughly, though in his own way. You know he's been being loving. You wrap your arms around his neck and he pulls away and lays his hand on your hips. That's good. That's fucking great. I seriously thought you were going to get it and I'd have to relieve my own shit performance until the day I die. He says relieved. Let me guess. Dave told you it was Human Valentine's Day and that you should bring me flowers and drop all these goddamn p- awful pickup lines, right? You ask teasingly. He looks at you, a bit in shock. Wait, how'd you know? Shit, did that bald sucker actually go and tell you his disgusting oral cavity that I came over here to confess to you? He asks, already freaking out. You laugh slightly and shake your head. Nah, I assumed. After all, I don't think you'd actually say those pickup lines if you knew any better. They're really bad. You trail off, grinning. He groans. I made a fool of myself on his behalf, didn't I? He asks. You smile. No, I think it's cute. You were trying so hard, you say. He blushes. Who the fuck wouldn't? It's you you're talking about. I can't believe I'm saying this. But you deserve it. He says, you blush and laugh, smiling as you kiss him softly. Thank you, Carcat. Happy Human Valentine's Day, Bethany Popcorn. Ooh, grumpy little troll's ending. Such tsundere, much Carcat. Thank you and enjoy. Enjoy and thank you for reading. Requested by uh, the creator of nerds, Ecliptic Lily and Toru Hinata. Here's the intro if you haven't already read it. Uh, everybody is owned by Andrew the Hussy. Uh, story belongs to Apprehensive Writer. I think I like this one a little bit more. I think it was a little bit more wholesome. It's yeah, romance actually happened here with Roxy. It was really platonic. Yeah. Plus, it was one of my favorite funny little dudes. Fucking angry crab. All right, one last one. Solix Captor one. That fucking nerd. Whenever you're ready to start. Yeah. <clears throat> In front of you is the one, the only... Solix Captor, holding fucking flowers. You pinch your cheek, mouth agape with shock. Before you can really get a good grasp on the situation, his mouth is open, and he's talking and pushing his way into your apartment, shoving the vibrant yellow flowers into your hands. Yo, my... Wa- oh. You should Yo. probably get this. Yeah. Yo, my Wi-Fi isn't working. Though, I'm here to steal yours. Don't protest. I got you human flowers and compensation. I literally n- not leaving until mine gets fixed. Though, get used to with me. He says, it's at that point you turn around, realizing that he does, in fact, have his husk top and other tech gear with him. He sits on his couch, knows his place in the world, and you get a better look at him, still trying to tell yourself that's really happening. His black cropped hair is messy, gray skin, pale, bicolored glasses perched upon the bridge of his nose, as usual. He's wearing a black and yellow t-shirt, black jeans, and his usual black and white shoes. Though his style is the same, everything is clearly more urbanized than what you've seen. I'd throw this guy out of my house. You ain't stealing my Wi-Fi. 
And also, reading Solix is gonna be fucking hell, because all the lists are placed there for me. You take a deep breath and decide to just go with it, considering the fact that he literally acts as though he knows you. You walk into the kitchen and lay the flowers on the counter, crossing your arms and huffing in annoyance as you make your way over to him. Uh, You could have called me or something before you came over. I was supposed to have my guardian over today, loser. You think flowers are a good compensation for ruining my day? You ask, and though you really mean the exact opposite, he's your favorite character in Homestuck, and you can't think of anyone you'd rather have over on Valentine's Day. He scoffs, looking up from the screen of his house top, and at you, bringing out your thoughts. You mean hypothetically ruining your day. I bet you weren't even doing shit before I got here. If anything, you should be thanking me. My company is rare and exceptional. He states smugly. You roll your eyes, plopping down next to him on the couch. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, your royal douchebaggedness. I don't know what I was thinking, saying such logical and rational things. Your voice is thick with sarcasm as you speak. Pressing your side to his, you can see what he's doing on his hostop. I forgive you. He says with a smile, and you roll your eyes again. There's a moment of comfortable silence when you're just reading the numbers on the screen. He's clearly programming something, but you have no idea what it is. You're not the best with codes. You decide to just make small talk with him as he works. Eventually, you find yourself leaning your head on his shoulder, beginning to speak with him with a teasing smile. You know, Solix, it's funny you mentioned that you show- decided to show up my doorstep today, of all days, with flowers, no less. You mention he looks over at you, his expression inquisitive and slightly suspicious. What? What do you mean? He asks, you snicker. It says human Valentine's Day, dumbass. You look at him, looking up. You say looking up at him. He still looks confused. You roll your eyes. Look it up. He does as he's told. And out of curiosity, you have to hold yourself back from laughing as he reads the description aloud. Valentine's Day, February 14th. A day where it is traditional to send a card, often anonymously, to a person with one is romantically involved with or attracted to. He reads and then looks over at you, still confused but with a slight yellow blush on his face. But I but, didn't. Oh, sorry. But I didn't send you a card, Bethany Popcorn. What the hell are you talking about? He asks and you laugh. That's not all there is to Valentine's Day. People get each other flowers, chocolate, stuffed animals, sometimes more elaborate things. If you're bold, creative, or have enough knowledge to set the other person to know what they want. It's a nice holiday if you actually have someone to spend it with. Otherwise, it's a really crappy day, you explain, and his eyes show understanding and slight embarrassment. Oh, well, why the hell are you here at home instead of with the person you like? He asks, you scoff. There's no one I like, and nobody who who likes me. Simple as that. You admit, looking down for a moment before the teasing smile you wore earlier makes it way back to your face. As I was saying, if I didn't know any better, I think you'd have a thing for me, Captor, showing up in my apartment with a handful of flowers. You watch as the sight yellow blush turns darker. Worsens. He looks away at you, his eyebrows furrowing. Thought up. He says with embarrassment, and you have to admit that you're slightly surprised at his reaction. You meant it as a joke. You don't think he'd get upset about it. Hey, I, d- I didn't mean it to be. You try to clear up the assumed misunderstanding, but he suddenly jumps up, carelessly throwing his husk top back on the couch. I'm hungry, though. I'm gonna steal food for your kitchen. 
He states, nervousness clear in his tone, his back facing you as he's already walking to, into your kitchen. You frown. Do you really take it that seriously? As he rummages through the cabinets to find something of his liking to eat, you get up and walk into the kitchen, as well as to try to clear things up. You're about to open your mouth and speak again when he turns around. You unexpectedly, your unexpectedly close proximity catches him off guard. His bicolored eyes widen with surprise, and he lets out a loud yell. He moves to step back, but trips on his own feet and somehow ends up falling forward and into you. Your eyes widen, everything happening far too fast for you to grasp. The only thing you take of note before the both of you topple to the ground in a heap of limbs is that his br lips brush yours ever so slightly. The kiss lasts a mere moment, and before you know it, he's hovering over you, holding a hand to his head and groaning in pain. Your mouth is agape, your cheeks practically set on fire, your wise eyes is as wide as they can be. I just kissed Solik's captor. You are barely able to register the thought, and when you do, you scramble out from under him as fast as possible, holding your fingers to your lips with a very dark blush on your face. He looks at you for a moment, seemingly going through the same mental process before he blushes a dark yellow, holding his hand to his own gray lips. You look away, thoroughly embarrassed. There's a pause before you begin stammering, rushing to apologize. Uh, sorry, I was just wanted to you begin and before you could finish your explanation his warm lips are on yours again this time purposefully one of his arms finds its way around your waist and slowly you melt into the kiss your uh, once widened eyes begin to close after a moment he pulls away caressing your cheek with the thumb of his hand thumb of the hand that isn't occupied with your waist his eyes captivate yours and you blush looking down slightly i'm going to fucking beat the person who made this to <laughs> death Hey, easy now, easy now. <laughs> uh, you are right. Oh, sorry, this is you. You are right. He says, looking up at him again, flustered and confused. Huh? You ask, and he smiles. I do have a thing for you. The whole human Valentine's Day thing kind of caught me off guard, but you're right. I guess... Holy shit, that is so many THs. <laughs> I guess I got a little embarrassed when you so blatantly pointed it out, though. I'm sorry if you thought I was upset or angry or some shit. He explains that you smile slightly and kiss his cheek. Well then, I'm glad that was that was the case. Regardless, you owe me for barging in, attempting to steal my food, and actually stealing my Wi-Fi, my first kiss, and my heart, you say, winking at him. He laughs. Oh my god, did you really just say that? He asks, you grin. Yes, yes I did. What are you gonna do about it? You respond. It's his turn to grin. Well, guess I'll just have to serve my time. And with that, his lips meet yours again. Solix is ending for my 2016 Valentine series. I hope you like it. Requested by uh, this person again, uh, Kate Seacliff. So that's one down, a lot more to go. Thanks for reading, and here's the intro if you haven't already read it. Uh, and they never did. They never got back around to finishing this out. Damn. Uh, they did. No, they haven't written anything since 2016. Damn. Uh, Man, hopefully they hear this and get back to writing it. Yeah, they made a, a, a they made a post in the August of 2016 uh, saying that they know they haven't been posting anything and school was starting back up for them. Oh, they have. 
they have another account. Let me check that one. Chibi Katana. Uh, yeah, the, the, this the, the, this one has some more stuff, but it hasn't been updated since December 2016. So they're definitely uh, inactive. I don't want to say dead, because I'd, I'd hope not. Yeah, and that'd suck. I do have to say, uh, fucking Solix Captor was definitely in character for the last one because he is a pussy slayer in fucking Homestuck. I mean, he seemed he seemed pretty Greg Chudley to me. Well, no, here's the thing: in Homestuck, I think he has like the most romantic relationships. Oh, really? Yeah, he even got with fucking Feffery, which is, you know, royal. Royal. Yeah, I, uh, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't digging the, the, the trolls when I first started reading, and I skipped through a lot of their pages. I didn't really start paying attention until, like, halfway through their introductions, I think. Yeah, at, at first when I saw the trolls, it was like, man, all of these guys are fucking assholes. Yeah, especially I... especially Carcat. I didn't I didn't want to read I didn't want to read through Carcat's freaking pastor logs. Yeah, and then Carcat became my favorite character. It's like, haha, wow, you're still an asshole, but you're a funny asshole. Well, you have anything else you want to talk about Homestuck related, or should we uh, should we wrap things up? Yes, I want to talk about the extremely complex uh, genitalia of the trolls that is never explained. So, <laughs> anyways, basically, okay, I'm gonna stop there. Uh have you been keeping up with Homestuck at all, or are you just completely like <sighs> drop dropped I... Homestuck too? I, I actually think Homestuck 2 got cancelled. Give me a sec. Really? Yeah, because it was that bad, but l l let me see. Let me see if there's any fucking... You did not save your game. Oh. Okay, let's see the log. Yeah, um... Christmas of 2020... Yeah, it did get cancelled, because this is the same fucking panel that I was on, and it's like, wow, this, it's like, wow, this really fucking sucks, and then did it they, got did they see why? Did they say why? Uh, because everybody thought it was shit. <laughs> what, what, like, what, it was just, like, pure negative fan backlash, so they just decided to stop writing it? I believe so. Oh yeah, I, I, I see here. Somebody said on Reddit, "Fuck the people who decided to harass the creators of Homestuck too, uh, because of them we will no never likely see the full stories come out." Yes, I know it says it's being worked on in private, but I feel like we will never see it. I mean, I I, I don't I obviously we so you think you can fan and don't con condone uh, harassment. Obviously, um, I don't know why you would think otherwise, but. I think this might be for the best. To be honest, yeah, Homestuck Two wasn't wasn't very good, but I mean, like bullying the fucking people who made it just because I, I don't understand that. Just just let them do their thing, even if they were fucking claiming to be basically the second Homestuck. 
This shit's dubiously canon anyways. Wait, it's been cancelled for two years? Yeah. Or, well, not two years yet. Was it Christmas of 2020? Yeah, Christmas of 2020. It just stopped. When did we record that Homestuck episode? Shit. Because it was Probably still like going... November 2020? Yeah, was that right? Uh... No, it had to have been before, because it was before... I'm pretty sure it was before we did Gamer Girl Summer, which was the summer of 2021. Shit. When, when was that? February, uh... February 2019. No, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Fe- February 19th, was... 2021. February 19th. So it was two months after it got cancelled. Did we just not know at that time? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, what a shame. And with fucking... Oh yeah, with Flash being dead, shit. It's not even like... Well, at least not on the main website. Uh... I think the main website all got converted to HTML. I think it's in the process of being converted to HTML. Well, I guess we can pour one out to Homestuck 2. It's gone, buried... Never to be seen again. I kind of want to read the epilogues on the show to actually give them a a fair chance. I guess I don't know everything. I everything I've heard from you and from Matt and just like ancillary things makes you not want to read it, but they might be entertaining. And I know I know Kai specifically doesn't like what they did to Dirk. Oh yeah, he he became homophobic, even though he was gay as shit in Homestuck. Yeah, they also turned him into a villain, which wasn't a great move. Yeah, no, not at all. Well, I think we should uh, we should wrap it up there. Um, I don't really have anything else to say on the topic of Homestuck. Uh, do you have anything else? Uh, nope, other than... Uh, Want to see how fast I get lost in the void again? Uh, right sure. Here. We love you. Love you too.